imagine going from three Honda engines to three water pumps mechanically driven that you're saving a lot of time on maintenance, you know, oil changes, tune-ups, gasoline. You're able to run three heads at the same time, which is really, uh, that's also part of our patent as well. No longer having to have a Honda engine that's gonna run your system. We have two water pumps, uh, each running at eight gallons of water per minute, uh, running close to about 3,000 PSI. You can clean two bins at the same time. So we're always looking for ways to make things more efficient. If I can shave off 12, 15 stop, uh, seconds of stop, that may add up to another 10, 15 bins per day. Welcome back inside of Trash Chatter Season 4 premiere. I'm your host, Victoria Conway, and today I'm pleased to be joined by John Conway, the owner of Sparkling Bins. John, how are you? I'm doing well, Victoria. Thank you for asking. How are you? Doing well, thank you. On today's episode, we've done a couple different ones as you always start in our premieres. We wanted to do a little bit of a history recap from your journey when you started cleaning bins. A lot of people can find that information online on Sparkling Bins' website, but there's some other aspects that go into starting this business, and I think more importantly, enhancing it. So when you first started, John, maybe walk us through what your first system looked like from the type of water you were using, the different mechanisms, and then we can hopefully dive into a little bit of a timeline. Our first truck, we would uh, basically take two uh, carts, two uh, trash bins, and we roll them onto a lift gate. And the lift gate had these hydraulic cylinders, and we would have a bungee cord to tie each bin in place. And the hydraulic cylinder would bring that or those bins into a 45-degree angle into the back of the hopper. Uh, we didn't have a hot water system, uh, but that's how I got started. Uh, we uh, started building in 2009, went live in 2010. Um, after about six months, uh, we realized that we kind of outgrew the pickup truck. So we went to our first flatbed truck. Um, and that was uh, prior to having any custom lifters made. So we're just kind of making our own in-house lifters. Uh, at that point in time, I, I said, we need to have a garbage truck lifter that can pick up an empty bin. Right? So back in the day, most of the garbage trucks, unlike today where you see a side loader, has a big grabber grabbing the bins. Back in the day, you'd have a tipper in the back. It would pick up two bins. Each trash bin would have a bar at the bottom that would grab the bar and bring those bins into the garbage truck. So I reached out to four or five different manufacturers and they were like looking at me like, no, we have no interest in getting involved in the cart washing industry. And it wasn't until I found uh, a company, McNeilis, which is uh, one of the world's largest manufacturer of garbage trucks. They were manufacturing their own lifters and they, they actually had a, uh, a dealership up in Broward County. So I, I went in there unannounced. I talked to the guys. I said, can I buy a tipper? And he said, sure, why not? So we bought a tipper and we kind of made some modifications to it. And that, be that became our first automated lifting mechanism. And um, we, I think we built a couple of trucks that way and trailers. And then all of a sudden, I get a, a client that comes in to meet with me from Las Vegas, right? And he says to me, by the way, he's still in business today. This was back in 2011, probably. And uh, he said to me, you know, John, we have bins that don't have bars and we have bins that have bars. So that that tipper is not going to work. And I said, OK, I didn't even know that. Right. So at that point in time, I started reaching out to different manufacturers, finally reached out to Perkins for the second or third time. And they were super interested in helping us come up with a 
lifting mechanism that became now is known as a universal grabber. So I started buying the tippers from them um, until they came up with a design for my client in Las Vegas. And then to find out that there's a lot of people, more so on the West Coast, that have three or four bins. And some of these bins don't have uh, those bars. So we work, worked uh, very hard uh, in long hours, put in with uh, Jim Rimza, who's the head engineer at Perkins. Uh, we had the welding company I was using had his own engineer. So between his engineer, myself, and uh, Perkins, we came up with uh, the universal lifter. The first one they shipped out to us was one that weighed about 800 pounds. And we're like, wow, this is way too heavy. Uh, so we worked with them for another couple of months, and they came up with today what's known as a universal lifter, which weighs about 375 pounds. And that's what we what we have been using now since 2000, probably 11 or 12. Um, that's how we came up with the universal lifter. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, when you tell the story of bin cleaning, there were some others that were also doing it before you did. But I think what made Sparkling Bins stand apart is that you realized quickly because you were actually cleaning bins as well. This isn't efficient enough, especially when it comes to cold water versus hot water. How quickly into the process did you realize, okay, using cold water, I'm not going to get to the number of bins I need to get to in order to make money? Yeah, so Victoria, I probably found out the first week, but at that point it was too late. I already built a pickup truck, didn't have space for a heater, uh, but we continued using those. And at that time we had to use a disinfectant because hot water was not being used. It, it took a lot longer. Um, we soon realized that we needed a hot water and we also needed something that was more effective than these spray bars. So we use, if you ever take a look at the bottom of a pressure washer surface cleaner, you have these bars, right? That um, actually have two nozzles and you're pressure washing and you're doing a sidewalk. We use those, we, we put two of those bars on each side of our hopper for two bins. And we bought it from a company called Mosmotic, who is uh, a very well-known you know, a company that manufactures great quality stuff for pressure washing. And we had these two spray bars that were running at a 25 degree angle at, you know, eight gallons of water per minute. However, not like the Balani heads we have today. No, I mean, back in the day, it was pretty much, those bars were good for like really maintenance bins, but first time cleanings, it was all about using your pressure washing gun, a lot of, you know, uh, elbow grease behind the cleanings, um, but that's how we got started with these spray bars. And then at that point in time, I actually was doing some research, uh, reached out to a couple of companies, one in the U S and then I found out about Belandi. And I remember talking to, uh, Steve over at AquaTools and, um, he sent me a quote and, uh, the quote was for $2,500. And I'm like, Steve, there's no way in heck that anyone's going to pay $2,500 for a, for a spinning head. And I said, you know, it's absolutely insane. I can't believe the price. And we're going back and forth, back and forth. And then I actually had a client of mine that had bought a trailer in North Carolina, buy a head from Steve directly after he bought his trailer. And he called me and says, John, this is definitely a game changer. Uh, it's, it's a lot of money, but trust me, it's well worth the expense. Reached out to Steve. I said, Steve, send me a head. I put it on our, on our second truck and I saw that, wow, this is definitely can clean the bin. You know, back then we we're using 1200 PSI. Now we're running heads differently, but you know, 1200 PSI and that head spinning meant to clean a trash bin. You know, I'd say within 45 to 60 seconds, we were taking to do a first time cleaning. 
where before that it was taking us 20 minutes to a half an hour. Uh, so uh, that was something that we soon realized. I should have been offering it to our clients a lot sooner than I, uh, than, than I did, but uh, certainly that has become a standard in terms of uh, our systems for the last, I'd say, 10 years or so, 11 years. Yeah, we had Steve on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he gave his recollection of the story um, when you first approached him. And we thank him for all the contributions he's made as he continues to work with us to improve these spinning heads. And as we talk about the models, John, obviously, first, we used to have Ford 350s or Chevy 3500s that we'd build these skids on 325 gallons of fresh water. When did you start to realize, okay, in order for this industry to grow, I need to also evolve my systems? Because we obviously didn't start out with an SV5 that does commercial or an SV4 PTO. Was it from the beginning that you knew eventually you wanted to expand? Or was it as the industry grew and people started reaching out to you saying, you know, this 300 gallon tank, it's not enough for what I need to do? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I, I kind of realized that first before, uh, Victoria, my first pickup truck at 150 gallons of water, I'm like, wow, this is great, right? And it's only to find out that I can do six or seven, eight first-time cleanings based on those spray bars. And then my second truck was a flatbed dually. I'm like, wow, now I've got 300 gallons of fresh water. That's great. And then it, after my first year, I'm like, 300 gallons is not going to be, be enough. So our standard back then was 325. Uh, we then started to increase our, our capacity to 525. As we grew as a company, we realized that for us to finish our rounds, we needed to have at least 525 gallons of fresh water. So that became the standard for at least four or five years. Um, but that was something that we found out, I think, before our clients did, because obviously we had, we had been in the business longer than our clients had. And uh, just our routes were starting to grow and scale and all that. So, yeah. Once again, here inside of Trash Chatter, season four premiere, Victoria Conway, alongside John Conway, the owner of Sparkling Bins, we're going through the timeline of bin cleaning, starting with his first truck that he had built in 2009, and now where we are in present day in 2023. John, in 2019, you released to the public our SB4 PTO, which we have several patents on, and that completely changed the way bin cleaning is done. It's something where we've talked about in other episodes, you're not using a pressure wash engine no more. When did you start to develop that idea and what did you think the reaction was from our routes? Because we obviously put our machines in our routes first before we sell them to the public. And I know our guys definitely noticed a difference from day one. Our first PTO truck was really back, was built in the end of 2017 for the SB5, which was just, we actually used the PTO for the lifter because you're picking up 800 pounds of metal. And we knew a 12 volt pump wasn't going to work. So we basically... That was our first PTO truck that would actually make the lifter work go up and down for the commercial dumpsters as well as residential. And then we soon realized, okay, you've got three Honda engines on there. We have three spinning heads. And then all of a sudden we said, you know, let's try to find a truck that can do both, right? So make it all PTO. And to your point, we do have patents on, on, on the PTO trucks. Back in 2017, we realized, okay, it's great to have a PTO for the lifter, but having three Honda engines in, in a truck is kind of cumbersome. And you're spending a lot of money on gasoline maintenance-wise. So, you know, the whole PTO has been around since the 1920s. Every tractor trailer um, on a farm has a, has a PTO system. So it wasn't new technology, but we were able to gather our forces here at Sparkling Bins headquarters and kind of come up with the idea, let's just run these pumps off the PTO. and 
imagine going from three Honda engines to three water pumps mechanically driven that you're saving a lot of time on maintenance, you know, oil changes, tune-ups, gasoline. You're able to run three heads at the same time, which is really, uh, that's also part of our patent as well. And these heads adjust up and down to accommodate the right size of the dumpster. And then from there, we realized, okay, well, let's do it now on the SB4 PTO, which we came out with in 2019. So no longer having to have a Honda engine that's going to run your system. We have two water pumps, uh, each running at eight gallons of water per minute, uh, running close to about 3,000 PSI. You can clean two bins at the same time. So there's, you know, we're always looking for ways to make things more efficient. If I can shave off 12, 15 stop, uh, seconds of stop, that may add up to another 10, 15 bins per day. I'm just using some rough numbers here. You know, $10 a bin, you know, uh, $100 a day, you know, that's $500 a week times 52. That's some pretty, you know, extra extra money that can come in based on saving time in terms of your efficiency. And uh, now we have some brand new spinning heads that we went to Bolandi last year and said, you know, we are your largest buyer in North America. We want to have a spinning head that's proprietary to sparkling bins. And I met with actually the owner, Balandi, came down in June of last year, met with us. We talked about the specs we wanted. Uh, there are some other heads out there that weigh like 19 pounds. I said, I want to make a head that's lighter, but I want these specs. They're going to have Vitine O-rings to handle high temperature. Uh, it has the, the head that we're using is the only Delani spinning head that has a stainless steel diffuser. They went to a plastic diffuser about six years ago, and these stainless steel fusers are going to last you a lifetime. So we made those modifications. Uh, we've got those heads now probably at least on 40 or 50 builds. Uh, but before we, we release them to the public, to your point, we ran them on our trucks for three months, and uh, we had some challenges with the O-rings, went back to Belandi. They fixed that problem, and ever since the beginning of this year, we've been using the new, uh, the model number is SB-HT-SS, which stands for sparkling bins, high temperature, stainless steel. Absolutely, and I think it's important to note when you say, two, when you say cleaning two bins at a time, if you have, let's say, a Honda engine, 3,500 PSI, eight gallons per minute, sitting on a skid, you technically, you can run both heads, but the issue is you cut the gallons per minute in half on both heads. So you're going at four gallons per minute instead of eight. So you're spending more time cleaning. So I do think that's an important thing to note because I think people just see two grabber arms. Okay. They both run two heads. Great. But there are some differences in how you run them. Yeah. So, you know, and, and there's always been a misconception about what cleans bins faster. Is it pressure? Is it water? Well, obviously it's water. It's the more volume of water you have going through your system, the faster it is to clean heads. So when you're going to run a, uh, let's say an SB2 or an SB4 non-PTO with a Honda engine, that Honda engine has one pump that's running at eight gallons of water per minute. So if you put two bins up there, open up both valves, you're running four gallons of water through the passenger head and four gallons through the driver head. So you're actually reducing your, your water volume in half and your pressure is going from, you know, let's say 2,800 PSI down to like 1,200 PSI or 1,000 PSI. So the cleaning cycle is going to take you longer if you do it that way than doing one, one bin at a time. Hence the reason why we came up with the PTO where you can do two bins, eight gallons of water per minute, high pressure. And, uh, you know, that's been a game changer. We probably have over 300 of these trucks on the road right now. Uh, and that's been our number one seller for the last 
uh, you know, since really for the last three or four years or three years or so. However, last year, due to the uh, supply issues with trucks, we didn't sell as many as we wanted to. Uh, but we had a lot of clients find trucks on their own. So that became, you know, that continues to be everyone's, you know, if I can't start out doing it with the PTO, I'll do a trailer. But guess what? My next rig is going to be an SP4 PTO. We have a lot of clients starting out with a small system and upgrading a year or two years later to a PTO truck. Definitely. We just had one come in the other day, Yesenia Aguayo from Bakersfield, started with an SV1 and picked up her SV4 PTO earlier this week. One more model I wanted to talk about, John, we've covered, obviously going from cold water to hot water, spray bars to spinning heads, but it's the SP5. It's a dumpster model, and that wasn't something we obviously offered from day one. Um, what went into the thought behind that, and what was it like trying to get that design correct, and then even the enhancements we've made to it over the last four plus years? Yeah, so going back to when I first started working with Jim Ramza over at uh, Perkins, um, you know, to come up with the uh, grabber as we know today as Universal Grabber, I went to Perkins and said, I'd like to make, I want to make a lifter that can pick up front load dumpsters. However, I want to pick it up from the back because when you, when you, when you build something, you're picking up a dumpster and it's going over the cab. There's a lot of liability involved with that, and your insurance goes through the roof because, God forbid, that dumpster would have, you know, that that lifter stops working, it can, you know, that dumpster comes and it crashes the cab, and it could hurt someone. So we went back and said, I want to do a front loader, but have the forks in the back. And the engineers we have at an operations facility work with Jim Rimza, uh, Perkins. We worked with them for at least three months. We got designs, CAD drawings. They sent us the first prototype. Um, we mounted on our truck. We made several modifications at our shop. We gave that feedback to Perkins. And they came back and sent us, as we know, the original 6000 series was the uh, lifter that could pick up a two, up to a, a two, four, six, eight, and a 10 yard dumpster. And we had one residential lifter that was mounted in the middle to pick up and do residential bins. Um, after about a year of that being on the market, we soon realized that we needed to modify that lifter because when you have, you know, these dumpsters, right? So they have the pockets that the forks go in. And what happens over time, as those dumpsters start to rot out, they are brought back to the uh, waste hauler site and they cut the bottom off um, because it's rusted out and they basically put a new bottom on. And after three or four times of doing that, those pockets are, they were once in the middle and now down at the bottom. So the, the first lifter was did not have the flexibility to do that. The new lifter now that we have, which is a 7,000 series, can pick up, you know, dumpsters where I have pockets at the bottom or at the top. So it's a lot more flexible. The arms fold all the way in. So from a safety perspective, a lot better. But every time we have something that we want to make changes on, we work very closely with Perkins in terms of um, making things, you know, working off a of CAD drawings, sending us over a prototype, let's us test it out. We're in the field, we give them feedback, and then hence the, the, the uh, new SP5 lifter, which was unveiled about two years ago. Lastly, before we let you go, John, I know we have an exciting development down at our operations facility. One of our clients, Frank Gutierrez, out of San Bernardino, California, he had a special request for us and has something to do with the side loader. And I'll let you elaborate a little bit more on what we've come up with for him and how excited we are to get it out to the public. Yeah. So actually Frank has nine of our trucks. This will be truck number 10. 
Uh, Frank's doing real well out in California. He has a lot of uh, contact with the city. So he picked up a city contract and he came to me and said, can you build me a side loader? I said, yeah, you know, there was a company years ago that used to build a side loader called Rapid Wash out of Chicago. They eventually shut down. They had the first side loader. Uh, however, they did not run hot water. They ran a bunch of chemicals through their systems and all that. So when Frank approached me, I said, Frank, sure, we can just take a regular side, side loader uh, that picks up the garbage bins. And you uh, from inside the truck, you're going to be able to operate with a joystick. So it's going to be uh, the first side loader using a hot water system. And on top of that, the first side loader that actually is going to clean the inside of the bin and the outside at the same time. So from inside the cab, the driver never has to leave. The bin gets picked up, goes into the hopper. Uh, the Balambi spinning hand starts to spray. And imagine going through a car wash. You have all these like jet sprayers washing your car. We'll have something inside of the truck that will basically wash the outside of the bin as well. So uh, we're probably about a month away from unveiling that. I know I've posted some pictures on our Facebook group, and we're super excited. Uh, I think that's going to be uh, another game changer in terms of what we're offering to our clients. Once again, he's John Conway, the owner of Sparkling Bins. Thank you so much for joining us here on Trash Chatter, our season four premiere. It was great going through the history of bin cleaning and now looking towards the future, as I know all of us here at Sparkling Bins can't wait to continue enhancing the bin cleaning industry. Thank you for making some time for us today. And thank you, Victoria, uh, for these podcasts. I can't tell you how many clients are coming for training or prospects I talk to and say that what a great job you're doing with the podcast. We're obviously doing this to educate the industry. I'm hoping everyone finds these podcasts to be very informative. And, uh, you know, I've had a client say to me, listen, I, I've listened to every single episode and I've made a decision to move forward based on these uh, podcasts. And, Hats off to you for doing a great job and uh, look forward to uh, our next podcast. Well, thank you and mom for sending me to college for sports broadcasting. So hopefully I use that degree for something, but we appreciate you coming on. I know people love hearing from you and all of our clients. They give such great feedback on these podcasts. So we thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe so you get notified when new episodes release. It's two a month. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see new trucks and trailers heading out to different places throughout the country. Once again, this was Trash Chatter. Make sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, or YouTube. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again next time.